What's up, everyone? Welcome to the In One Accord podcast, where we explore the background, lyrics, and musical expression of the songs we sing and why we sing them. Our desire is to glorify God through songs that are biblically sound, worshiping together in harmony, and living in complete agreement with Christ. That is In One Accord. I'm Johnny Broadworth. And I'm Tim Plaster. And today we are going to start our Christmas series. We're going to start looking at some of the songs that we traditionally sing at Christmas time in our worship services. And we sing them, you know, every Christmas, but we don't always think about what we're singing, why we're singing it, where it came from. Uh, and oftentimes it's just because of tradition. So mm-hmm. we wanted to use this opportunity to dive into the lyrics of some of these Christmas carols, these Christmas hymns, and to evaluate what are we singing? Is there a better way to phrase it? And why do we include them in our worship service? Yeah. And if you're like me and you did grow up in the church, uh, you sing these songs every December. And it's like the same 10 songs that you sing. Um, well, as, I, uh, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, uh, we pay more attention to the lyrics, uh, and we understand more, both spiritually and even just mentally, too, as we grow older and hear uh, more and more of these these songs. So the first one in this series that we're excited to look at today is the first Noel, and we really picked a doozy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we didn't know that we picked a doozy when we picked the doozy, did we, that's, Johnny? That's right. <laughs> as we were studying, just there's a lot of ambiguity about this song. Hmm. Um, as far as the background goes, the author, unknown. Um, the Who wrote the tune? Unknown. Um, the meaning of Noel? <laughs> un- <laughs> it's known, it's but there's, the there's a number of meanings. So we'll get into all of this. Um, but there's going to be some tradition. There's going to be uh, some things that we can look at concretely. And so we just hope that this is fun, informative, encouraging, and helps you to worship better uh, throughout the month of December. Um, So to start, like we mentioned, this song, no one really knows who the author was or the tune. Um, Because it was a carol, um, the idea of carols were that they were these songs that were sung in groups, festively, celebratory. um, Traditionally. Yeah, it it didn't always start out as just Christmas carols. They were just carols for the month of May or Mm. whenever. Um, But they were just festive. You'd sing them together, and it was a celebration. And so there were these Christmas songs that were celebrations. They were festive and things like that. Um, Sometimes people make the distinction that Christmas carols are worship Christmas songs, and then Christmas songs would be like your Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, stuff like that. But that is not the origin of the word carol, because technically they're both celebration, festive, fun. But we think that there there is a distinction between you wouldn't sing Frosty the Snowman in church. You would sing the first Noel. Um, but the word carol is not what defines that, so to speak. Mm. But as we get into this, um, tradition has it that this song was originally from England, Cornwall, England area, sometime around the 17th century as far as the melody. And it first became popular or put into hymn books around 1833. Um, However, 
we'll get into this later. There, there's also some people believe this song was actually first a French carol that then came to England eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that. But did you have anything else on background? Um, I did not. I just have some scripture. Okay, this is from throughout the song, which is good to go to. Not just some scripture. That's that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the helpful <laughs> part of this. That's the concrete part. Uh, yeah, that's a good. Point. Um, so let's look at the English lyrics. These are the lyrics that we most commonly associate with the first Noel when we sing it. So traditionally, verse one is the first Noel. The angel did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. And then the, the refrain, the chorus that we sing after each verse, Noel, 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 born is the king of Israel. So as we get into that, what, what do you have for verse one? Uh, well, the first, the first thing that comes to mind is the word Noel and what that means. So maybe we right. could spend some, spend some time talking about what you found yeah. versus what, what did you find an actual meaning for the word Noel that we... Right, right. Because, yeah, I mean, even in the refrain, we sing Noel four times in a row. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I know people named Noel, and I know that it's on some stockings mm-hmm. that we hang over the fireplace. However, a stocking or anything like that is not going to give me a definition of Noel. So we studied it out and, you know, we looked at some English definitions. We looked at some Latin definitions. We Mm. looked at some French definitions because there's variations of the spelling. And in all of these different variations, um, some of the things we found is it could mean a shout of joy. Could mean birthday. Could, could mean, mean good mean news. Christmas. Uh, could just mean, yeah, anniversary. Uh, and all of these, they fit with the first, right? They fit right. with the first Noel, so it's it's pretty awesome. Right. Just like the idea of a, a herald or someone going through the streets saying, there's good news, shout for joy. There's been a birth, and it's not just any birth. It's the birth of the Messiah, mm. the the king of Israel, Um and that's the reason we celebrate Christmas, right? That is the reason we mm. praise the Lord for the first advent. Um, so moving on from the word Noel, hopefully that clears things up in some sense that <laughs> gives you an idea of what you're singing. And in verse 1, it talks about uh, what we read in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. I'm going to read that. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And so while, you know, it doesn't say anything about what, how cold it was or anything like that, we, uh, we're just not, we're not going to worry about that. But what we do worry about is the fact that that is biblical, um, that they're telling us what the, the shepherds were doing at that point. And as I was studying, I thought it is an interesting point. Um, but, you know, shepherds, they take care of sheep. And it's, you know, the text doesn't say on this, but you could assume that some of these sheep could have been used in the sacrificial system um, in Israel. And so whether they were or weren't, we don't know, but these shepherds could have even had an important understanding of when the Messiah comes, knowing the the prophecies that he would be the sacrificial lamb, that he would take away the sins of the world. And they would have this great excitement about that. And we see that, like they they hear the words of the angels and they they run to see this newborn king and worship him. Um, but yeah, so then we mm. go we go on. So traditionally, when people sing the first Noel, they sing stanzas one, two, and six. Originally, there were nine stanzas. 
Um, some people take a few of the stanzas out because they're historically inaccurate about the shepherds and wise men, so they keep those ones out. Um, a lot of times people find the melody repetitive, so they don't sing all six stanzas. They'll mm. just sing two or three. And so they normally sing one, two, and six. Uh, so stanza two says, They looked up and saw a star shining in the east beyond them far, and to the earth it gave great light, and so it continued both day and night. And so this transitions the focus away from the shepherds and more to the wise men, right? We know that the wise men saw a star and they followed that and it guided them eventually to come see the Messiah where they uh, bowed down in worship and gave gifts to him as well. Um, what do you have on that verse? Uh, well, I have what it points to Matthew 2. Uh, so I'm going to read that. Uh, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born a king, uh, born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Uh, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem, Jerusalem with him, gathering together all the, all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Messiah was born. Uh, and I love going back to the verse. I, I do love how it talks about how unto the earth it gave great light, and so it continued both day and night. Uh, and it just reminds me that this star stayed in one place, and this was a, this was a miracle, right? That wasn't supposed to happen, but it did in order for these uh, people to be able to find where Jesus was. Right, and I think in an even greater sense, it just directs attention to, you know, John 1, the light of the world, that Jesus is the light of the world, and he gives light. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness can't overcome it. And for those who are in Christ, we live in the light. Mm. Uh, and I'm just so thankful for that. Yeah, and the consistency of it too, right? Right, Not only right. Jesus, but in this case, in this case, the star uh, that that they were to follow, and Jesus Christ that were to follow. Yep, was the light never fades. Yes. Um, so let's jump down just to the traditional sixth, but the the last stanza that people sing. Um, it says, "Then let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord, that hath made heaven and earth of naught, and with His blood our life hath bought." And you know, we didn't pick this one because it says with one accord in there, but it fits. <laughs> A little shout out there. That's right. um, but I love this stanza because it wraps everything up like, okay, so we've talked through the narrative of Jesus being born. We've talked mm. about these different um, people involved, but what are we supposed to do? Like, what is the response? And this gives us a nice application. Let us all with one accord in unity, praise the Lord. He's, he's our creator. He's made heaven and earth out of nothing. Mm. And then this creator, our creator humbled himself and stepped into this world to redeem us, to save our lives with his blood. He shed his blood so that we could have life. And that that's the reason we praise him. Like that is why we can praise him is because he has redeemed us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do love too how... You know, you have this story that we've we know we've known since we were kids. Those who grew up in the church, and then all of a sudden, this first six, this last verse, really brings it all together biblically and spiritually, and and uh, helps tell the gospel and brings this really all together. And I love how uh, the very the last line, and with his blood, 
mankind hath bought. And that doesn't make sense to somebody who is traditionally singing this song that is of the world and they're not saved. They don't have the Holy Spirit uh, to help them to understand that. But, uh, but we who have a relationship with the Lord or, or who have knowledge of the Word of God even can understand how Jesus bought mankind with his blood. And it is Amen our yeah our, our responsibility to, to, to tell that to others, right? And right. to share the gospel through, through his word. Right. I like that. So one thing that we found with this song, and I think we'll find with a number of the songs as we dive into the Christmas carols, is a lot of these were translated from another Western European language. And in those translations, sometimes the meaning gets changed or lost. And so the French, or the original French lyrics, um, I'm not going to read them in French because no one wants to hear that. <laughs> um, but the translation I thought was amazing. Just listen to the, these lyrics. To the, today the king of heaven in the middle of the night was born on earth of the Virgin Mary to save the human race, pull it from sin, return the Lord's lost children to him. And then verse 2, In these parts during the night stayed the shepherds who kept their flocks in Judea's fields. Now an angel of the Lord appeared in the skies, and the glory of God glowed around them. And then the final verse, The angel said, Do not fear, everyone be joyful, a Savior is born to you. It's Christ, your King. Nearby you will find in the stable, put to bed, wrapped up in a flannel blanket, a newborn child. And then, you know, Noel, Noel. Jesus is born, let us sing Noel. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, just it's very Christ-centered, uh, very focused on praising him. Yeah. And and this version does fit the melody that we know. Yes. Well, and, yeah, in the French. In yeah. the French, yeah, which is which is pretty awesome too. Uh, to be able to hear that would be would be a pretty cool thing. So Right. So with that being said, you know, at our church, sometimes you may notice that the the lyrics we sing to these cr- traditional Christmas songs are different than the traditional lyrics. And, you know, the the nostalgic side of you may be like, wait, why are we not singing the normal lyrics? I don't like mm. this. Um, but there's a reason for that, right? Yeah. Because when we come together on Sundays, our goal is to praise the Lord and teach and admonish each other through songs, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Um and so sometimes, you know, these songs, maybe we, we talk about the narrative and maybe it's not entirely accurate and, uh, and then we're done, you know, but we're not saying a whole lot. And so one of the things that I'm thankful for uh, is ministries like Sovereign Grace Music where they've taken a lot of these traditional Christmas songs, they've kept the melody, kept the, the spirit of the song, but they've updated the lyrics to make them more gospel-centered, to make them more God-exalting. Uh, and especially at Christmas time when so many so many times we have people visiting who wouldn't normally be in church, we want the gospel to saturate everything. Mm. Um, and so these are the lyrics that have been updated by Sovereign Grace. Uh, the first Noel, earth and heaven embraced, as a virgin beheld her newborn babe. From realms on high to a manger on earth, salvation had dawned in a lowly birth. The Son of God, in kindness he came, as a friend to the hopeless, the lost, and the lame. Our sins he bore, yet his name we despised, and the hands that brought healing 
were pierced as he died. The author of life, there lifeless he lay, as the grave cast its shadow and darkness reigned. Then out of death broke forth a great light as he rose up in victory, the glorious Christ. And then it ends with, let us all with one accord bring praises to our heavenly Lord. Um, I just think, man, that's that's so rich. Yeah. And a shout, the, a shout for joy is appropriate singing lyrics like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's such a great uh, ministry, Sovereign Grace, and right. for them to bring us... Uh, Music like this that we know so well, and they, you know, do such a great job of bringing it all together biblically. Right. Yeah. So as we think through the music of this, are there any musical things that happen within the song that would be helpful to know as someone singing the congregation, just giving a deeper appreciation for the song? Well, I think all the things that we under that we just talked through right now, and and not just singing this song based on tradition or kind of humming through the song without paying attention to the lyrics, but knowing what it is that you're singing, right? And knowing that we're singing this verse six and bringing it all together, um, I think is something good to recognize as we hear the song throughout this Christmas season even. Uh, which verses are we singing? Why are we singing them? Or which verses are we not singing? Why are we not singing those? Right. Uh, that comes to mind. And it's been done so many times by so many different bands and arrangements and everything. Uh, that the emphasis musically is put on certain verses, and I love the idea of putting the emphasis on this final verse, which again, just kind of brings it all together. And just a musical thing, pay attention for when we do this. Uh, You know, we have many vocalists up there singing harmonies and things like that, and it helps to add beautiful sounds to the song and everything. But on verse 6, or verse three, whatever it is, when we sing, then let us all with one accord, what we do is we have the vocals actually all sing in unison. So no harmonies there, but when we're all singing together in unison, it just emphasizes we're in unity, singing praise to the heavenly Lord. And then mm, we branch back out yeah. into harmonies. So it's just a fun huh. little musical note that I think yeah. just draws attention to let us all in one accord. Mm. Um, and then hmm. another neat thing is the chorus has the highest points of the song. Vocally, it gets you to reach higher notes and belt it out. Um, in in a way, it helps to emphasize we're proclaiming born is the king of Israel. Like, let's proclaim this. Let's hmm. rejoice and shout, shout to the joy. world. Yeah. Jesus Christ came and took on human flesh to bear our sins. That's We need to share the gospel and the, the Christmas season, what an opportunity to shout for joy that Christ came in trusting Christ before his second coming because it'll be very different at his second coming. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, any other thoughts or closing thoughts or applications to, as we finish talking about this first Noel carol? No, I think, I think it's pretty well covered, especially for how many question marks that we had coming in, you know. Just the different meanings of the word Noel, which all happen to fit uh, the first. And yeah, just pay attention to these these uh, Christmas carols, these Christmas hymns as we sing them uh, and understand what it is that we're singing. Amen to that. And I think, you know, this is even just a great opportunity as a reminder. Our desire is to worship with 100% theological accuracy. Hmm. And our desire is to sing songs that glorify the Lord that build up the church body and teach our hearts in the process. So 
You know, this has been a very helpful exercise of, okay, what are we singing? Why are we singing it? And is there a way we could sing it better? Mm, and yeah. I think this has been very helpful. I hope, it, I hope it's helpful for you. And we look forward to doing this for the month of December. Amen.